The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Thanks to Jesus. Heavenly Father, we just worship you tonight. Thank you because you're a good God. Father, we thank you for what you're set to do in our hearts and in our lives in this next few days. In the course of the seven days of glory, we know we will not be the same after these days of encounters with you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus as you have your seats. Well, um, thank you for having me. It's a great delight to be here and to share a few words um, that um, God will have me share with you by way of encouragement for this week, really. Um, I just want to say some things to stir up your faith and stir up your courage to receive some of what God will want to do um, before the end of this week. Um, before I go on into my message, I just want to say I've had a wonderful time. My trip has been great. I want to thank um, all the ladies of Kingsword for such a wonderful um, conference. I want to thank all the men for their support. I want to thank Kingsword Orego um, for hosting this conference, the conference, and um, let it be such a wonderful time. I specifically and especially want to appreciate the people who have been my protocol on this trip. They've done such a wonderful job. I want to thank Temilade and um, Damilare. They've just treated myself and my daughter so wonderfully well. We, we feel like royalty. Amen. <laughs> oh, we've had a wonderful time. Well, you know, um, last week, Friday, the Friday before the last, amen, it's, tomorrow is going to be six weeks, two weeks since I left home. So the Friday of the week I left home, um, I was preparing for the women's conference in London. And then I got a call, you know, my phone rang and I almost didn't pick up because I was thinking, you know, I need to be hearing God now. I need to be preparing, you know. And then I thought about it, well, that this person did take the effort, make the effort to call that, you know, uh, maybe they wanted to greet me and just tell me they were praying for me about the conference. Amen. I appreciate any prayer I can get when I'm preparing for those conferences. But I picked up the call and they said to me that, Oh, you know, and then they started this story. I'm like, okay, you know, I love you, but this would be a great story for another day. But at the end of the day, I realized that it was actually God that wanted them to share that story. Um, they said that anytime, so this was what, what she said, anytime people ask me about my business, you know, that the business is doing so well now, and, um, you know, um, somebody valued my business, and I was so shocked at the value they placed on it, what they said it's worth, and doors are opening to us in stores, what they are, they are into food um, processing and packaging business, so they started off with fufu, and now they've moved on to beans, you know. Somebody said, well, um, that's so simple, well, as simple as that sounds, uh, apparently there's a lot of demand um, 
for that in the part of North America where they live. And, you know, they do it very well, very excellently. The packaging is great. And they supply stores. You know, they started off, she started off doing it from home and doing one-on-one. -on -one. Now she supplies stores and now she has moved from her home to an industrial kitchen. And she said that anytime people ask me, how did you start this? How did you know to start this? That I'm not even sure what to tell them. The only thing I that comes to my mind is that I remember that day just before we started 21 days fasting and prayer and she brought me she took my mind back to that day a few years ago she had gone through some frustrating times you know she had gone through contract upon contract where she thought they would make her permanent only to let her go She'll be like, and I was with her in that journey. We'll be praying together. It's going to happen this time. Like, yes, let's pray. Let's agree. And then they'll let her go. And it was a frustrating time. It was frustrating for me as a pastor not to talk of her as the person who was actually in the situation. And she said that that day when we were about to start the 21 days fasting and prayer, I said to her, I said, just pay attention to whatever God wants to do during this time of fasting and prayer. I had forgotten, but apparently that made an impact on her because she took uh, hold of that. She paid attention to it. She took it serious and she paid attention to what God was doing in her and working with her. And, you know, she said in the course of that, um, you know, those 21 days that the Lord told her, the Lord said, you like fufu, don't you? He said, yes, Lord, you know I like fufu. And you like making it. Yes, Lord, I, I like making it. So he said, the Lord told her, why don't you make it for people and sell? Such a simple thing in the course of a time set apart to focus on God, to seek God's face, and just to press in. And you know what? The rest, as they say, is history, and it's still history in the making because she's growing, and I trust God she'll continue to grow in leaps and bounds. Now, why do I say that? I share that testimony to let us know that sometimes, you know, what it takes for God to change our lives isn't a whole lot. It's just our attention. Amen? You know, in the course of this seven days, we may think, I don't want us to look at this next seven days. I mean, we already started, so I think it's six more days. Look at the next six more days with, um, six days with um, religiosity, you know, with no expectation, kind of thinking that, oh, you know, it's just another meeting. Because God could really do something, amen? It could do something with your attention. It could do something with your focus. It could do something with you just coming with a heart of faith, amen? Yesterday um, at Abel Kuta, I talked about the courage. I talked about the courage to think differently, but really courage does cut across the board as far as receiving something from God is concerned because it takes courage to believe that your situation can be different. You know, um, expecting the same old, same old doesn't take much, but it takes courage to say, I will believe God. Amen. Uh, it takes courage to say the words that go out of that pulpit, the words that come forth from that pulpit, I will lay hold on them as if they are mine. 
You know, because the telephone will show you um, some of the meetings you've been at and it seemed like nothing happened. The devil will show you the years and years that you may seem to have been waiting on God for certain things and maybe didn't quite occur the way you thought it would. So it takes courage to say, this time I'm going to believe God. It takes courage to say, this time it's going to happen for me. It takes courage, even no matter what message it is, it may be a message that has to do with you resetting your mind. It takes courage to say that I've thought this way so long, but I will think differently. Amen? So yesterday I was talking about courage at, um, at Abel Kuta, and I have a few things to, talk, to say about the word courage. Amen? And um, I think I will share those, and then I will say bye-bye. Amen? I'm just here to um, talk for a few moments, and... Um, we'll go on to receive the ministry of Pastor Jimmy Tewe. What's the definition of the word courage? The courage means a mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Courage talks about a strength, a strength internally. Here it says a mental strength or a moral strength. Number one, to persevere. You know, we want to give up. It's human nature. It takes courage to persevere. It could take courage that, to say that I will not give up. It takes courage to withstand danger. It takes courage to act in spite of your fear. Someone says, do it afraid. Amen? I was saying yesterday that I think it was Joyce Myers that I heard say that for the first time. Do it afraid. It takes courage to do it afraid. Amen? It takes courage to face difficulty, believing that things will change. Now, the Bible says in the book of Psalm 21, verse 14, Psalm 21, verse 14, is it 21 or 27? Psalm 27, verse 14. It says, wait on the Lord, which is what we are doing this week. We are waiting we're waiting on him as we come into the services, as we worship him, as we thank him for the beginning, the first six months of this year. We thank him for the fact that we have crossed into the next, the last six months of the year. We're waiting on him for what he may have for us, in store for us. We're waiting on him even as we fast and pray during this time. He says, wait on the Lord. And then he says something, be of good courage. So there's need for courage even in the place of waiting. Amen. There's a difference between waiting courageously and waiting just because, you know, it's been, it's been demanded of us. It's been demanded of us to come and fast and do all these things. And then there's an attitude that comes with that that doesn't really get much from God. But there's a courageous attitude with which we wait. Courageous enough to believe big things of God. And you know, courage is needed in different areas of our lives. Courage is needed to go into new territories, to go into new heights. Financially, it takes courage. Financial, um, even um, career-wise, it takes courage to take on a new job, especially in places and in areas where you've never operated before. It takes courage. It takes courage to press into new places in business. Marriage takes courage. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what? Marriage is a big gamble based on the fact that you believe God that it will all work out well. Because after all, it's two different people. No matter how much you love each other, no matter how much you think you know one, each other, when you get married, then you wonder, did I really know him? 
Or did I really know her? So marriage is courage. It's a walk in courage. Amen. It's a courageous feat. Amen. So it takes courage to embrace the new world of marriage. It takes courage to raise children in our days and time. It takes courage. It takes courage to raise a family. It takes courage. It applies in so many different areas because you know what? God is always promising us new territories declaring great things for us, declaring great promises, promises that when we look at from where we are at, it's like, how could that ever be? Take courage to embrace the promise in the first place. I know yesterday, Pastor Bojo, I'm still yet to listen to the old message. I just read a synopsis of it. It talked about the promises of God and taking the specific word and um, what to do with that and instructions and what have you. So the promises of God are so vast. They are so great. Sometimes, I mean, if the truth be told, some of them seem hard to believe. Amen? Glory be to God. But we don't believe in our own human strength. Okay, so it takes courage to embrace those words. We need courage. And it says here, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and it shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And then let's go to Psalm 31, verse 24. Psalm 31, sorry. Psalm 31. Okay. It says, be of good courage, and you shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. It says, be of good courage, as you hope in the Lord, be of good courage. And then Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 9. It says, be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I saw unto their fathers to give them. And verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, with, with us soever thou goest. Let's look at why we need, some of the reasons why we need courage. Number one, because there's opposition, there's difficulty, there's fear. And then there's just different opinions from house. So we need courage because there's opposition. In fact, when you leave a meeting and you are so excited about what's been said about that meet in that meeting and what's been declared over you, there are things out there when you step out, in fact, maybe from the very moment you step out, if the devil has been a little lenient that day, it may take a day. Amen? But there are things that will come to stand and withstand you to say, no, I will not, you will not possess this territory. It takes courage to face that kind of opposition. Like I was saying in Abel Kuta, if it was easy, then we would all every day walk into it. If it was easy, every day we'll be walking into these things. But the reason why we give up, cave in and quit, the reason why you may be excited one moment, you may be excited in a service, and then when the robber meets the road, you know, you are no longer excited. In fact, you wonder if you heard anything. In fact, you wonder if the word was for you or for your neighbor. Amen? It's because it takes courage. It takes courage to hold on to God's word in spite of what's coming up against you. You know, it took courage when those 12 spies went to spy out the land. There were giants in the land. There was opposition there. Even though in Numbers chapter 13, God told Moses they, that they were going to spy out a land that he had given them. 
It didn't say was going to give them. As far as God was concerned, it was settled. But you know what? Ten people lost courage. Ten of those people, the majority, they lost courage. They went there. They saw the grapes. In fact, they brought the big grapes. So they saw, in fact, they said the land did flow with milk and honey. They said the land was great, just like the Lord had promised. But then at the sight of the inhabitants of the land, they lost all courage. There's always things that will stand up and say, no, yeah, I know God said it. I know God told you, but I'm here to withstand. And in the face of that, many times, just like those 10 spies, we lose courage. We say, yes, God said, but probably God did not see the giants. Amen? God saw the land, but didn't see the giant. But the two spies that rose up in courage saw a God that was bigger than the giants. Amen? So we need courage. There will always be opposition or else it will just be a walk in the park. And um, I know you know by now that it's not always a walk in the park. Amen. Number two, we need courage to lay hold on visions, dreams, and goals. We need courage. You know, some of us, I would, I dare say, started off with certain visions, certain goals at the beginning of the year. Thank God for this program because it allows us to recalibrate. I think it was Pastor Jimmy's profile I was reading on his Instagram about recalibrating for the new year. It's good. You know, times are seasons are good. Years are good. It's good for another year to roll by, and then you clock, you get a year holder, and then you can take stock of the last 365 years to say, what I said last year, did I do it? Where I said I'd be last year, am I there? Am I still at the same spot I was at last year? Times and seasons are good. It's good to have these things that help us mark time. For example, at the beginning of the year, it helps you to say, okay, this is 2018. Well, what happened in 2017? So times are good, and you know, measuring times are good, and give, having opportunity to take stock is good. So the half of the year is good. It's good that we are dividing it into two, so that you don't wait until the end of 2018 to realize that, whoo, you know, um, everything fell, everything, I dropped everything four months into the year. Okay, so if you dropped everything four months into the year, and then you get a chance to recalibrate two months after that, it's better than waiting for eight months. Amen. Okay, so, but some of the reasons where these things drop is because, why? Some, I'm not saying the only reason, you know. One thing about us as believers is that we need to hear God's word rebalance, okay. You know, you don't drop one because you heard something new. You hear something new and you take it and fit it in two. I mean, there are times, if it's unbelief you've been holding on to, you drop the unbelief. But you hear and then you take it and let God walk it with what's in you. Amen. Uh, because uh, if not, we'll always be jumping at the new thing and we never do really build up. Amen. So we need to build up, okay? So sometimes the visions and the goals we set out for at the beginning of the year, we drop them because suddenly something comes our way we weren't expecting and we lose courage. Amen. We lose courage. We say, okay, you know, maybe I shouldn't have set out for those things. 
Now, we need courage to lay hold on change in our lives, to lay hold on circumstances, or even personal development. Even for personal development, we need courage. Um, I was sharing in Abel Okuta yesterday that, you know, people, let's say you are somebody given to procrastination, you know, you procrastinate, 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 until last minute, you get it done, you get it done hastily, and it doesn't quite work out the way it should have. Maybe you are, you make cakes, maybe that's what you do. And you get an order, and you know, you knew about the order like three weeks in advance, but you procrastinate, 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 until the night before. And at the end of the day, you show up with the cake, and it's not quite the cake that you promised. Amen? So after a while, people summarize you, or maybe you are somebody, I use this example, somebody who makes, makes wedding gowns, and you are supposed to, people have come to know that, be very careful, your wedding is on Saturday, she won't deliver the gown until Thursday night. So if the gown doesn't quite fit right, forget it, you'll have to make do with it. So after a while, people come to know you as the person who doesn't quite deliver. You know what, you know it takes courage to be in a service where you are hearing a word that inspires you to change, it takes courage to actually rise up and change. Why? Because you are fighting all these opinions as well. You know when people, sometimes, you know sometimes people see you and you know what they are thinking already. Why? Because as you might, we summarize people. We want to put people in categories because we want to say, okay, I know them, they are this, I know them, and we put labels on people. It takes courage to change the label that people have put on you. Amen. Because every time you confront those people that have put those labels, either verbally or non-verbally, you need the mental fortitude to say, this is what I've, been, I've come to be known as Based on my own fault, sometimes it's our fault, sometimes it's not our fault, sometimes it's a misunderstanding. But it takes courage to, to go through personal development and stick with it. Amen? It takes courage because there's, there's, uh, there's opposition that comes there. Okay. And um, this kind of ties in with the next one. It takes courage to act contrary to what people have always expected of us. Not... Um, Act contrary, like if people expect excellence for, from you, you now act in a way that's not excellent. But the flip side, the opposite side of that is it takes courage to act contrary, to say that I am now going to be a more, uh, a more excellent person. I'm now going to be a more trustworthy person. I'm now going to be a person that takes that word, whatever word it is that you may hear this weekend or this week, and be a person that's defined by that way. It takes courage, you know? So I want to encourage us as I um, hand over the mic this, this afternoon, that whatever word, whatever word you hear this week, Receive that word with courage that God can bring a change in your life by it. I don't care what word, you know, as long as it's preached from here and uh, I, we know that it's the word of God, that receive that word with courage. Sometimes when we hear the word, we don't exactly know how it is we're going to do it, but that courage to actually receive it and not say, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Um, there was something that happened many years ago. Um, it was somebody had preached that day in Chicago very, when the church was still very, very young. I think we were two years or something old. And somebody had preached about loving people. 
You know, love people, love people in your church, love people around you, love people in church. You should ask about them. You should call them. You should, you know, follow up after them. You should be your brother's keeper and everything. And then that Sunday, somebody received a call from me. And the person said, oh, hello, Pastor May. Um, said, oh, it's good to hear from you. I said, I'm practicing what we preached, what we heard preached this afternoon. She said, you're already doing it. I said, yes, why should I wait? Amen. You know, I mean, because I guess maybe at that time, we weren't very good about calling or whatever. Maybe we thought, okay, I'll see you on Sunday. I don't need to call you. But she was so sure that... Three hours after the message, you are practicing it. I know that there are some words that come and seem difficult when we are hearing them. And sometimes, um, some of us, you know, depending on what word it is and how much change it will require of us, some of us kind of tune up like, okay, you know, maybe next year when I hear the same message. But it takes courage to embrace that word and say that I'm going to take this word and I'll let the Holy Spirit, who knows where I am, who knows my weaknesses, who knows my shortcomings, I'll let him walk it in me. But I receive this word with courage. Amen? Knowing that I'm not the one going to effect change. God is going to help me through that process. Hallelujah. Will we do that this week? Will our lives be changed this week? Will we open our hearts for some of the sudden things God may, may want to do in our lives? Amen? Let's go ahead and rise up to our feet. And I want you to, I'm just going to have us say a prayer where we are hearts for about one, 30 seconds. And I want you to talk to God about the rest of this week. Maybe you came without much expectation, although I know Pastor T has preached and preached and taken care of that part to raise our uh, expectation. Maybe in spite of everything Pastor T has said, you still came without much uh, expectation. Go ahead. I want to give us 30 seconds to go ahead and just talk to God and just declare, ask him what's the, for the impossible. Be courageous enough to ask for the impossible. Maybe you came in here and you came in here frustrated based on where you are at. Remember the story of that lady that I shared? She was very frustrated. And in a meeting just like this one, in a series of meetings just like this one, God was able to cook something in her that now people are talking about. Now, you know, people are asking her about. I don't know what you are believing God for, but have the courage. Maybe you've believed God for that same thing before. Have the courage to ask again. Have the courage to start again. Have the courage to believe again. Uh, because this week will be your week in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Go ahead and pray in the spirit. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station. First Bank Bus Stop off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00 0640.